Welcome to Full Scope, a podcast with two guys in their 20s, giving their perspective on the games that we love, the headlines in pop culture, and the meaning behind it all. I'm your host, Wellington Burns, along with my counterpart, Savon Morris. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good, man. It's good, man. Going pretty good as well, and um, we're excited to get into our training day movie review for, for today's episode, and to start it off with the overview um, of it, uh, Training Day was a 2001 American crime thriller film directed by uh, Antoine uh, Fuqua and written by David uh, Ayer. It's about two uh, LAPD narcotics officers played by um, Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke over a 12-hour period in the um, gang-ridden neighborhoods of West Lake, Echo Park in South Central Los Angeles. Um, the cast includes Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke, Scott Glenn, Cliff Curtis, Eva Mendez, um, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, and it had a budget of $45 million, brought in $104.5 million in the box office, and had um, a 72% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, obviously, you know, Denzel's performance was at the center of just the great reception for the film, with him winning the Academy Award for um, Best Actor at the 74th Academy Awards, and Ethan Hawke, the co-star, was nominated for um, Best Supporting Actor. But before we even get into just the significance of Denzel's, you know, first Oscar win, um, with the with this um with this film and just him finally getting over that hump, uh, what were your like just initial thoughts looking back at this film as it was kind of it just wasn't your regular cop drama it was it was more gritty kind of you know more delved into realism of it. I really thought it it dived into like like you said the reality of it because a lot of uh, police officers have those double lives. And the character mm-hmm. Denzel Washington played behind the scenes, we didn't know how deep it was until the very, very end. Or like leading to the very, very yeah. end, him having the troubles with the, the mob and all that good stuff. So I really think uh, it played a role how he moved. The ending kind of showed you why he moved the way he moved, as the, the, the character moved the way he moved, how he policed, how he did his things. I thought it was very realistic, <laughs> to, to say the least, though. I really <laughs> yeah. thought it was, I think he brought the character to life, most definitely, though. That was the thing. Like, it, it, he really was immersed in his character. That's one of the, the great things he can do with almost any role. You just believe that's him. You're not even thinking almost, you're not even thinking that, like, it's Denzel. You're like, this is Alonzo. You know, this is the coach. Remember the Titans. It's always he can just immerse himself in that role <laughs> and just become that role. And, and just for Denzel, you know, ever since his early, um, since his debut in the early 1980s, he's given just some of the most incredible performances of our time over three decades. Um, and he, overall, he's just one of the most reliable, bankable movie stars we've had in the 80s. Um, he's had films like Cry Freedom, The Mighty Quinn, and Mo Better Blues. Um, in the 90s, he's had classics in Malcolm X, um, Mississippi Masala, and Crimson Tide, and also had the, the late career pivots in films like Inside Man and Flight, um, but just has always been able to improve and transcend material. Uh, one of the big biggest questions about like his first Oscar win was that he had to play a villain to finally get it. And right. he's, just, he's been nominated for, for Best Actor twice in the 15 years since Training Day. Um, but what are your thoughts, like, looking back on this being his first um, Oscar win? Because he's had so many films that are just, like, transcendent-type type movies and really just upper echelon, you know, A-plus performances. But this right. is the one where he gets his first Oscar win, and there's the question of, what should have, should this have been the one, the first one? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Be- the fact that he won it for playing the villain role really didn't sit right with me. I know it was a crazy performance by him. He really brought it to life. But you look at other Black known actresses and actors like Holly Berry. 
she won her first Oscar yeah. from the role of oh, what's the movie? Wellington, where are you, bro? <laughs> I'm, I'm going, I'm going um, oh gosh, with Billy Bob Thornton. Um, it's, I don't know if you watched it. Um, it's gonna come. So she to was me a drug addict. Yes, and her son P Diddy okay, was in yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I forgot the name I of it. The title, but, but she, that movie. she, yeah, she made a she got an Oscar off that. And then he won. He went that's to Oscar. The that's the question. Yeah, I mean, that's the question. Like, why did he have to get it for a villain? Like, that was one of the biggest, you know, question marks of it. He's played some great roles. I think Remember the Titans was a great role for him. I think it mm-hmm. kind of got him out uh, his comfort zone. Bones was a good one. Like, a, I think we talked about this. He was just in a uh, a bed the entire time, but his performance was so crazy. Yeah. And his character was so pivotal. 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 I'm gonna, oh, my gosh. Well, it's in my <laughs> lips didn't want to move. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to move today. <laughs> right. No, it's they're lazy today, man. I've been talking to different people all day. But um I think that his character with in Bones was so like profound to the storyline. So this particular one, I know he has so many catchphrases and rememberable um scenes in this movie, but I really think this wasn't his best movie. This wasn't his best. Um, cause look at Preacher's Wife. I think he was yeah. really a young really Denzel. Preacher's Wife was really good. Not an Oscar really one, not an Oscar one, but I think his performance was better in Preacher's Wife. But I don't know. I, I guess to each his own. But I, I don't think this was his best role to get a Oscar from. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, there's like, even in films like you know Malcolm X, where he just he's he's really going for it. Um, that like yeah. It, in Training Day, there's so many memorable quotes and memorable lines. I feel as though that's maybe the reason why, because so many people can can quote things from Training Day from him that like that really like embody um this type of film. But do you like ever think like in, in terms of just the trailblazer that he is? You look at other actors like Samuel Jackson, Lawrence Fishburne, um, e- even Eddie Murphy, and then now along with Jamie Foxx, like he's one of the top ones. Like he's always to me like Denzel is always like the standard in the film industry. And he's been that for so many years, like looking at kind of even his later films, like, you know, Inside Man, Flight, um, just how he, the equalizer, how he's evolved himself. Yeah. Like, what, what are your thoughts on kind of like his late, um, his later career type of movies and how he's continued to um, evolve as a, as a bankable movie star? I think they're better. They're better than mm-hmm. some of his uh, early on um, films, because I really like Equalizer. I like Flight. I think Flight yeah. was a really good movie. And it really showed me the... Um, the depth that um, Denzel Washington has in his repertoire. Don't forget, he's been on Broadway. I, I saw a couple yeah. of debates, who's better, Will Smith or Denzel uh, Washington? And I've never seen uh, Will Smith do a villain role. Bad Boys was, a, you know, okay. Bad Boys was a good film, but it wasn't like a villain role. I've seen Denzel Washington do everything from a family film, which is Preacher's Wife, Family film uh, about racial injustice, which is Remember the Titans. I've seen him do mm-hmm. slave movies. I've seen him do mob boss movies. I've seen him do a bad cop, which we're talking about today. We haven't seen overall, him do a, a Tarantino film. We haven't seen him do a Tarantino film. <laughs> yes, he has. Well, close. He's been a Tarantino film? Close, close enough, yeah, yeah. Hateful, I mean... The hateful, hateful Eight, yeah, eight. yeah, yeah. Not Hateful Eight, it's... Um, oh, the Samuel Jackson's <laughs> No, it's... um, He... Almost uh, was going to produce that. The uh, Magnificent oh, yeah, yeah. Seven. Magnificent Seven, right. 
He was, uh, I think Tarantino had a hand in it, but I don't think he produced it. But it was close enough. I don't think they their styles gel enough. Yeah, they, they don't mesh. Wait, Will Smith has a movie with Tarantino? Almost, actually, almost. He was supposed to play Django. Oh my goodness. Did you know that? I did not know that. I laughed as soon as I wow. heard it. <laughs> I can't, I see, can't Will see it, man. Smith play Django? <laughs> I didn't see him play Django. There's no way he played Django. But, you know, a lot of people say, uh, I was talking to my brother about what Will Smith does. If the role does not fully revolve around him or the movie doesn't fully re- revolve around- He feels out of place. Yes. And I don't like that as an act, uh, as a standpoint of somebody's supposed to be a, a, a seasoned actor. Now, I do love Will Smith movies. Like- I think one of his best films was Seven Pounds. I, oh, yeah. I saw that a couple of weeks ago. Man, that's special. That was a special movie. Special movie. But I've seen Denzel Washington do every character or every way of a character. Like, I mean, and you you know you're a good actor if you get a sequel, right? Yeah. That's how you know yeah. you're good. I, fans I, I don't, are clamoring for it. When, when fans are just clamoring for it, just, just really demanding a sequel. And not just having a, a real good supporting actor. I'm not talking bad boys got that because of the the duo. I'm talking yeah, about a movie just with Will Smith has not received a sequel. I mean, that's, name, I, I mean, like, like, like that's the true testament to it because so many like like the upper echelon actors they're able to to even like carry on something maybe a franchise that wasn't even intended to, to, to be like two or three, but that's what Denzel's been able to do because they feel like directors feel the need to extend what he's doing. Cause if it worked the first time with Denzel, like it can work two or three more times. And I agree. And you're not, I've never seen Denzel Washington movies flop in the box office. Never, never, never. He, he has too much, too much clout. <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> yeah. one of his movies flop. I've seen Will Smith movies flop. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I know I'm, I don't know why I brought it because I just thought in the back of my head, like people have been saying Will Smith is a better actor than Denzel Washington. Oh, bunch of hoopla. <laughs> so much I mean, because that's the thing. Like if you swap roles, like put, put Will, Smith, Will Smith in a couple of Denzel movies, like would they still work the same way? And I just, I don't think they would have that same type of element. Like obviously Will Smith is extremely talented, but there are roles that that Denzel pulled off that I just don't see Will Smith being able to do the same. I agree. Like the the Roman J. Israel movie, it wasn't a great film, but I don't think Will Smith could have did a role like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, transitioning to our first topic and um uh from from one to four stars, what would you give it? You know, to me, it was, you know, a four four star film just the well laid out format with so much uh, kinetic energy and acting zeal, um, it, it just so much action packed on the screen when it comes to the tense nature starting off of Lonzo, uh, with, with Alonzo and Hoyt, and Hoyt as they're getting to know each other. And the screenplay was, you know, ingenious and the way clues were just planted along with it, um, paying off in unexpected ways and added on with Denzel playing a, a, a rare villainous role just makes it a, a staple um, crime thriller. Um, really l- l- like to me that the, in terms of crime thrillers, it, 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 it's, I'm not going to say, I mean, it, it, it's a top 10, like top 15 crime thriller. And Denzel's rare villainous role just took it over the top. 
Um, but from one to four stars, what would you give it? Most definitely four. Four, four, yeah. and four again. Because one is Denzel Washington, man. And I like <laughs> how I like how the storyline really gave you a more in-depth character in the sidekick, a young mm-hmm. uh a cop who's doesn't really know anything, and he's been trained. By a corrupt cop. <laughs> yeah. I love that aspect. Because <laughs> everything they did was not by the book whatsoever. At all. He drugged them. He set them up. Like, <laughs> this. His I put a gun to your day, head. <laughs> you did. <laughs> right. The entire day was just... <laughs> I think it was a day, right? It was yeah, one it was, day. It was a day. It was an entire day. <laughs> That's a long day. <laughs> that is a long day to be, like... If you survived that, would you even go back to the force? I'm like, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> go back to work. I'm not. I'd be like, I'm this. good. I'm good. It's <laughs> my first day, and I have to go through all of this. Not nah, okay. I'm, I'm going to be an accountant. I'm going to sit at a desk the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm gonna have a desk job. <laughs> <laughs> right. I can't do this, man. There's no way I have to be gun. I'm drug gun to my head. I'm I'm brushing down uh, a drug house. <laughs> like I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and I mean, like uh, Ethan Hawke's role. Um, before we get to our to our next topic, I mean, like that's another thing because he he was nominated for a supporting role, and to me, like he really held his own because um, the original like actual um, casting was was supposed to be uh, Samuel Jackson and Matt Damon. Like it was supposed to be a completely like no, it was. no. I'm being dead serious. Are you serious? It was supposed right to be Samuel Jackson and Matt Damon. Like it oh, was a complete. Thank God that didn't happen. I could imagine Matt Damon doing this. I'm glad he had born identity. Like I could imagine him doing this. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's just, it's it's one of those films where Ethan Hawke really like held his own. But 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 to to, to, to kind of like put it together, what were your thoughts on just his supporting role? How he like was able to just really like um, have a strong supporting role role in this type of film. I think I think this was young Ethan, because Ethan Hawke is a great actor. He's played in some great films, some great um, series on. Um, I think one of his series, he was a cop, and his his daughter was something. I forgot what the name, is, and I watched it. I was like, "Yo, Ethan Hawke has a crazy performance in this." But yeah. his him playing this role, like he kind of balanced it out. He he gave that naive. Wanting to be, you know, wanted to be the good cop, wanted to do things by the book, like being like uh, oblivious to things. Like, I really mm-hmm. love how he brought that out into the character because, you know, some people can uh, lowball what the reactions are to what you're really going through with this cop. Like, this guy you never met before, they wanted you to yeah. be his partner and show you the ropes. So he played and he, he gave every ounce of performance for those. Cause I'm in moments I would have been like the same way, like, yo, what are you doing? Like, I, especially when he <laughs> had the little stint with uh, Snoop Dogg's character. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but nah, he never lowballed the performance. He gave it his all. He brought the character to life. Like he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a great performance for him too. It was like, yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, that, that was the thing. Just just as you were saying, he really brought that that character um uh, to life. And transitioning to to favorite character, um, you know, to, to me it, it, it was Alonzo. And 
the one element he's chasing throughout the length of this story and just that he that he masters is control. Um, you know, his on-screen introduction with meeting Hoyt in the, in the diner um, shows that he's, you know, testing his street smart skills and Lonzo's just got to control the rules, um, his partner, his friends, and even his enemies. It's all about uh, the, the center of his objective is control. Um, but his, you know, personal um, plight of anarchy is something that Hoyt and, and everyone else just has to submit to if they're going to work with him. Um, but overall, like, who would you say was was your favorite character? It has to be uh, Blue, man. Uh, Snoop Dogg's character. I know he had like a little small part, but it was like really funny. I think they needed that funny expect. I think Nizza Washington can be funny. Spe- yeah. yeah, he definitely can be funny, but I think you needed that Snoop Dogg gritty guy in a wheelchair. I could imagine seeing Snoop Dogg in a real wheelchair throughout his life. It would be like super crazy, but he brought that that funny, because I, I love funny. I love seriousness mixed with funny, and you yeah. give all, you know, get both of all sides. Mix it um, together. Yeah. And I think his character, like his, <laughs> as soon as he's introduced, I, I won't get into what he, you know, what he said just yet because I don't want to skip ahead. But I think his character, it was my favorite character. Uh, he just, he just gave it that funny side of uh, the storyline. Yeah, definitely. And um, transitioning to to most memorable scene and quote of the movie, um, the, the the first one I had was was the diner scene, and you know that's where um, Officer Hoyt is is, is first meeting. Uh, uh, Alonzo, and that's really where Lonzo's trying to size him up, see what his experience is, and, and if he's um, built to be a, 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 a narcotics officer. Um, the second one, uh, you're in the office where Lonzo's, you know, driving the 1979 Monte Carlo lowrider and taking Hoyt around the city, showing him the ropes and, and finding out um, why he wants to be a narc. Um, then, then the scene, like the, 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 the kind of like the climax scene where you know, Hoyt is really like, if he's going to stick with him, this is when it's going to be. And where Lonzo's, you know, for, forcing Hoyt to, to smoke weed, stops the car in the middle of the street, um, puts a gun to his head and essentially saying, you know, like, you're either going to do it or you're no longer working with me. Um, the alley scene where two criminals are, are trying to rape a high school girl and, and Hoyt mm-hmm. spots it, um, takes them both down and Lonzo does the interrogating, let, uh, lets the girl go. And um, one of her cousins is the guy that already knows Lonzo pretty well. And, and, and they're going to show up later in the film for a really pivotal mm-hmm. scene um, where the rock sat with, with Hoyt and Lonzo interrogating Blue. Um, then the, the killing Roger scene where there's a murder and cover up of, of Roger, uh, one of Lonzo's colleagues and Hoyt's supposed to kill him, but just can't do it as uh, Lonzo ends up doing it. Simple question where a group of Mexicans in- interrogate Hoyt about uh, the attempted rape of one of uh, the Mexicans' cousins. Um, and, and Alonzo, he had already arranged for them to kill him once he finds out, you know, later in the movie that Hoyt, you know, had a conscience about all of the illegal elements Lonzo's delving into and they're about to kill him. But they call her and she ver- verified it was two other men trying to rape her. Um, the final battle scene where um, Hoyt go- goes back to Lonzo's place to take him down and settle the score when they get into the shootout. Um, then finally, the confrontation where, you know, Jake has the one million that Lonzo needs stolen from Roger after Lonzo had killed a guy on a recent uh trip to Las Vegas and then Lonzo's pleading with, you know, Jake for him to give the money back and let him go on um, the whole box there. And Lonzo's expecting, expecting them to back him up, but, but uh, he, he doesn't. And, um, you know, uh, just, just that, like, that's kind of where the split happens at the end of the movie. But overall, like in terms of most memorable scenes, uh, which one would you kind of go with as your top one? Most memorable. I mean, the, the Pelican Bay one, most definitely. I mean, that's oh, yeah. the, <laughs> the most that's viewed. It. But I really think the most memorable uh, scene was when he saved. I mean, that was the most vital one. 
because that mm-hmm. actually, in the end, saved his behind. Him, you know, getting the guys out for trying to rape the the young Latino girl, yeah, and then them finding the uh, I think it was her 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 ID on him, yeah, and then yeah. yeah, and then he was telling like, oh no, that's the guy who saved me. So that was, I think, that was the most memorable scene because that really was like the 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 get out of jail free card, if you will. Like, yo, <laughs> I saved this girl not knowing it was going to save me later in the save movie, later in yeah. So that's that was a really crazy scene for me. That was like, yo, when I oh sorry, when I first uh, saw the movie, like I, I don't know how old I was. The fact that I was watching these movies with my with my parents really tells you my uh, <laughs> upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you can watch Training Day. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> right. But um, no, I, when, I, when I first saw it, I was like, yo, dad, that was dope. <laughs> that, I remember that <laughs> precisely. I was like, yo, that was so dope. And then the scene when he uh, was uh, trying to, you know, kill him in the house um, with his kid. I don't think that was even his son, though. With yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think you that was his son. But I, I love the way he came in. He was like, "Yo, you tried to kill me a couple of times today. I'm, you're not getting, you're not getting away with this." this and then the very, very last scene when he gets his car shot up—that was a good oh, scene. Yeah. Too. yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, like overall, like if there's one scene where you just—I mean, people just have to like—I I mean, it's controversial in some ways. Some ways, this was his first Oscar win, but the King Kong speech. I mean, like that that scene is where Denzel is just going for it. it even if people disagree with this being his first Oscar win, like it, it's it's one of the most iconic scenes because only like Denzel could do something that like 19 years later is still quoted. Um, right. Still, you know, it's just still remembered so vividly. Like, like, like it was funny because like on Inside the NBA he, uh, with Shaq, Charles and uh, Kenny, like, Shaq, um, and, and, and I mean, it, it, was, it was a really, it was a re, uh, re, really funny clip as he's asking like Denzel, like after the end of like um, an interview, and, and Denzel like, like he, he he's in, he's engaged, but he's not like as super engaged, and and Shaq just asks him, "Yo, Denzel, hit us with that King Kong line," and, and it's just like mm-hmm. it, it, everybody remembers that line, everybody remembers that speech, and it, and, and to me like that that scene, I'm not saying it, it was just overall like the, the the most memorable scene, as you mentioned a couple other ones. But it, it's one of those scenes that just really separates what Denzel can do on the movie screen. Most definitely, that's that's the one. That's the one. It's it's another one, but it's you know, it's uh, it needs to be blurred out. It was like the <laughs> that one. That that in the King Kong speech was really like dope. It's like, oh, you mother truckers. <laughs> it was just like you, said, you can do this to me. me? I don't know if that was like scripted or he just went off the, the haywire and just ad lived. Feel like he just went. Off, I feel like he just ad lived it though. It he really looked to. like he just ad lived it. He had to because I don't think that was script. I don't think they were good enough to say. Obviously, they wasn't good enough if they wanted Samuel L. Jackson and Matt Damon to play <laughs> it at first. Okay, all right. How, how bad would that have been, Savon? <laughs> we would have heard Mother Trucker probably. Everybody. <laughs> You know that, ah, mother trucker. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would have been a good movie. I was like, yeah, Samuel Jackson, not me. Matt Damon, Matt Damon. No, 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 no. But you know what's crazy? 
if you go back to that scene when he's doing the Pelican Bay, King Kong don't have enough of me, you can see Terry Crews mm-hmm. as one of the uh, one of the extras. Yeah, and, and I never knew that until like two, three years ago. I was like, "Yo, that is Terry Crews." That's crazy. <laughs> Terry Crews and him trying to get his debut going on. <laughs> I think he did that one, and then he did um, Friday After Next. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. 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 So it kind of like, you know, gave him that avenue to be able to act because he was coming for football or some other stuff he was doing. But no, that, I mean, that, that scene right there, man, that's the most uh, quoted oh, scene. Sheesh. King Kong. Hey, got nothing. Nothing on me. Y'all going to be putting in a Pelican Bay when I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so dope. And he knew he was going to die. <laughs> Yeah, he knew it. It's a, it's a rap. I'm just gonna give y'all this epic speech, and it's a rap after that. Right. I'm gonna drive up to a stoplight. Well, a light. You know, I think he lit a cigarette. And he couldn't look. He couldn't look over it because he was like, "Man, like it, it, it's it, it's done." Because he he was like peeking through, and then like after that, like it, it was it was over. He knew it was coming. Yeah. Did he killed some? Uh, he killed somebody in Las Vegas, right? Yeah, a Russian. A Russian. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Which we never saw that part. That yeah. that, 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 that happened before the film. I, I wonder, like, what was their thinking on that? Because that was, like, the scene that, that was, like, you know, when they have that dinner and, and, the, and his colleagues are, like, constantly bringing that up, like, what happened in Las Vegas. But it happens before the film, and it's just not something they include in. And, yeah, I thought maybe there was, like, well... Maybe the audience will be so enticed that'll keep them engaged because everybody's asking, like, what happened to Vegas? What happened to Vegas? Yeah. And we weren't in the mindset of thinking everything he's doing is to cover up what happened in Vegas. And he did not succeed because they gave him a rookie that didn't want to play his, you know, set of rules, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the second half of our training day movie review. And now we're getting into our most memorable quotes. And uh, I've got Lonzo's uh, quote, you got to be a wolf to catch a wolf. I'm another one from Lonzo. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. Um, Wait, you got to control your smiles and cries because that's all you have. Nobody can take that away from you. Um, Another one from Hoyt. I told you that's my evidence. Do you want to go to jail or do you want to go home? Um, And Lonzo, you made the decision. Live with your decision. And like I put a gun to your head, end quote. And just the entire King Kong speech, so many quotes in that one. Um, but overall, um, what would be your most memorable quote from this one? I have to go against the grain. <laughs> and I know um, those are great quotes and great uh, memorable quotes. But I like Snoop Dogg's character, Blue, when he first meets Jake. <laughs> it is Jake's first day. And uh, he was like, uh, what you need, homie? <laughs> I'm in character, though. <laughs> crack, 20 bucks worth. <laughs> he was like, crack? And then he looks at Alonzo. <laughs> he said, Alonzo's like looking bacon. away. <laughs> right. Smells like bacon in his mother trucker. <laughs> what I look like? A sucker to you? <laughs> he said, uh, F you, rookie. The fact that I like that so much because it was funny, but he knew he was a rookie. And he yeah, knew he the difference between. Yeah, that he could tell that he was a rookie. And I think that was a setup that he's inexperienced in everything. 
And he, I think that was a, I, I think that was beneficial because it set up more of Jake's character, how inexperienced he really is <laughs> when it comes to being a police yeah. officer. So I think that was a a, yeah. a, a dope uh, a dope setup for his character. And, and I mean, like when you look at just Jake's character evolution from like the beginning when he's in the diner, and you know, just the, the inexperience that he's showing like throughout the beginning part of the day, and then later on where he's really figuring things out, he's caught on to what Lonzo's doing. But like, what, what were your thoughts on just the character evolution that he had? Because that was an extremely packed day for all those things to happen. And by the end of it, he's really kind of just found his rhythm um, and in like a really just tough opening <clears throat> training day. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I was going to say the same thing. The I think the confidence he started to gain periodically throughout the movie because at first he was timid. No, no, thank you, sir. I already ate. Like he was being like by the book. He was like, well, this... This lifestyle is not by the book, so I had to gain the confidence. And he knew right from wrong. I think that 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 builds up to him, like, yo, I'm the guy. You're not just gonna continue to push me over, or continue to put a gun to my head, or continue trying to set me up and kill me this entire mm-hmm. day. So I think the 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 uh, development of the character through his confidence and through his being aware of situations now. Now, it took him only one day, but it took some horrific events for him to understand the way of the, the lay of the land when it comes to being a narcotic uh, a detective officer and just knowing a bad cop when you see one. Now, he's more aware now because of the, 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 the events that he's went through in this a day. That's the biggest thing people got to take from this. It was a day, 24 hours. Yeah. And all this stuff happened, man. That is that is unheard of. That's a be able to yeah to go through all that in one day, man. That's crazy. Yeah, definitely. And um, transitioning to like, what did you like the most about the storyline? To me, it just it delivered a brutal realism. Um, You know, there weren't cliches or or touching moments, but just nineteen years later, um, has some underrated elements to it. Even though the you know the acting casting. Um, story writing locations and premise are, are near flawless and the overall story just, you know, pulls you in and the picture that's painted feels um, extremely real as you can see things from Lonzo's uh, and Hoyt's point of view and the realism um, was, was kind of like the central, like strong element for this film. Um, but, but what did you kind of like the most about this particular storyline? You know what? I, I love Denzel Washington's character and I, I, I love Denzel Washington but I love, like we just talked about, Jake's development throughout the mm-hmm. story. And I forgot to say this. The the line, I think it was right before the Pelican Bay, the King Kong line, he was like, it's not fun when the rabbit has the gun, is it? And he was going through, he was like, you know, I realized I'm not like you. I'm not like you at all. I don't want to be this. Like that was the climax for his character. He realized he was going down the same path as... Uh, uh, what is Denzel's character name? Why do I always forget names? Alonzo. It's right in front of my face, Wellington. Wellington, (laughs) if you... (laughs) It's right in front of my face and I'm saying, uh, that's crazy. But no, I love the development of Jake's character. Now he knew, he went through this. I'm pretty sure Alonzo did the same thing when he first got on the beat, right? Rookie cop, trying to do everything by the book. I love that about the storyline because it switched. See... Jake had the so same, quick. Exactly. It so he, quick. He had the same opportunity to do the same thing <laughs> Alonzo had, 
But mm-hmm. he didn't do it. He walked away. He was the bigger cop. He was the better cop. He's not, I'm not going to, you know, do what you've done and what you resorted yourself to as being a bad cop. I'm not going to do it. I have the same opportunity as you, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to seize the opportunity. I'm going to be the, I'm going to be a better cop and a bigger cop. I'm going to let fate decide for you. I thought that was yeah. so dope. Absolutely. What a storyline. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, uh, one like, uh, um, like re- critic uh, of it or, or like critical reception of it. Cause some felt as though like the logic and possibility of the last 10 to 15 minutes um, wasn't as clear. Uh, some felt as though there were some plot holes. Was there anything in the film that you thought as though, cause like there's really like no film that can be perfect. Like we do have some just like films that will always be remembered, always have elements that are just so clear and so like concise. Um, was there right. anything in this film that, that you felt as though maybe like the ending wasn't as clear or maybe even like, like we're talking about with, the um, him killing the Russian in Las Vegas. Were there any parts that you wanted to see more of or just was curious about, or did you kind of feel as though this gave us everything we could have asked for? No, I think it had some, uh, that not knowing what really happened in Vegas, we knew it was to a point like it was life and death. You didn't pay a certain amount. We knew the bare minimum. And I think that took a hit for the storyline because that was the biggest thing. That was... The, you know, the Batman signal in the sky, like, okay, he's trying to do all this because he owes money to the Russians. He has to pay a debt because he killed one of their guys, whatever. Okay. That yeah. we got that little bit. Well, what exactly happened? I want to know about that. If if I'm engaged into this movie, I want to know that. I want to know what happens to Jake. Oh, yeah. You know, I want to know. Yeah, I want to know the end result. I was thinking they were going to do training day too. I know he died, but let's focus on Ethan's character. On Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think that, I mean, those little misses, I think would have made it even greater. But I, I guess you want just, to have the I don't all. see, I don't really see him stick, staying in there. I mean, I think after a day like that, like, why would he right. want to even continue on? Because it's just so much, like, like so much confusion, so many different elements that are just thrown at him as his, at his first day. Or maybe you can swing it to where he stays in and tries to shield, take out all the bad cops. I think that would have been a good mm. storyline for another movie. Yeah. Like him going to another Training city. Day two. Yeah, and going exactly. At least I think it would have well without Denzel Washington, it may well have taken a hit. But I think if you yeah. would have built it up enough and brought in another guy or brought, just like they might have brought Samuel in. Samuel in. <laughs> I, almost about that one again. I almost forgot about that. Why did you even bring that up? <laughs> but I know just I, leave I that, leave that subplot out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, maybe like if they would have brought him in as the villain. I love when Samuel Jackson plays the villain. It is so, so good funny. as a villain. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. He has so much range as an actor as well. He's played all kinds of roles too. And it's, man, he's Hall of Fame actor. But no, I think yeah. if you would use that, another storyline, if you want to do Trinity Day 2, he, he stays in because he doesn't want to see other cops go down the same road as Alonzo did or whatever the case may the Russians come back because they think he has something to do with it like you could have you could have really extended it you really could have extended it that's one of the biggest questions of it because that element with the Russians could have made a second film I think so too just like they did with John Wick the first John Wick was crazy it has Mm -hmm. some loopholes okay let's make a John Wick 2 okay John Wick 2 has some loopholes like the writing I think the writing was I think they had the bare minimum of writers because mm-hmm. I think the storyline could have been better, but I think the actors brought it to life so good that people, it resonated with people so much. 
two great yeah. actors. I mean, I mean, both are up for Academy Awards, so you ha- it had to be good, <laughs> good performance, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. And trans- transitioning to our last topic in ten years from now, is, is this still watchable and intriguing? You know, it, it absolutely is one where mm-hmm. you have the acting zeal and, and kinetic energy that's um, displayed here, and it's just next level, um, elegantly written by um, Antoine Fuqua, and Denzel gives um, a spectacle. And as we were talking about in, in the first topic, you know, he just embodies everything Lonzo was um, from the words and, and just every glance he gives. Um, even if you're one of the people that questions the logic and plausibility of, of the last 15 minutes, as, as I was talking about in the last topic, um, you still feel as though you, you can't deny the elect- electrifying performance that Denzel gives in a rare villainous role. Um, but, right. but 10 years from now, um, this is <laughs> this has still been a, a, re- a watchable and intriguing film. Of course. Of course it is. This is, this is one of the most uh, quoted films. I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if anybody does an impersonate impersonation of Denzel, they go straight to training day. Straight oh, yeah. to training day. This is Denzel Washington's top 10 best movie. I think it lands at number six or number seven. Mm. Not top five, because you have you have fences, you have John Q, you have uh remember the Titans, you have um Book of Eli was a great film. Safe House was okay. The Great Debaters is definitely his top five. Philadelphia with Tom Hanks. Yeah, most the Antoine Fisher was another one. Out of Time and Man on Fire is definitely in his top Goodness. five. Man on Fire has to be like number one or number two. Peacock. That's film. Oh my gosh, man. It's too many of them. The Bone the, Collectors the, is the, top The catalog seven. is just so deep. It's just he has such a, a deep catalog. He got game. Mm-hmm. So much range, man. Yeah, his catalog is crazy. Deja Vu. Yeah, they... <gasps> I forgot about Deja Vu. <laughs> Deja Vu was really good. Deja Vu was really good. I yeah. I saw something on Facebook before we close out. This this lady, she said, I haven't seen any movie of Denzel Washington that I liked. Oh, gosh. What are you... Where, she where said that? Been? She said that on Facebook. <laughs> And I didn't comment on it. I let her live. But when she said, I was like, what? What? That's insane. That's insane. That's insane. It is. I mean, if you want later films, he's got that for you. He's got The Flight and and Inside Man. If you want earlier films, he's got, you know, Preacher's Wife. He's got um, Glory, Malcolm X, Philadelphia. either, Either time period, he gives it for you. At least say John Q. John Q was a great film. Yeah. Like Inside Man was good. Uh, I really like Great Debaters. The Book of Eli. How can you not like the Book of Eli? Safe House was. I like Safe House because of well Denzel and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is my top five greatest actors. If in my opinion, Mm. I think Ryan Reynolds has so much range as well. And giving him the opportunity to get on Broadway, I think he would kill Broadway because he has that. I mean. His catalog is as as great, but I love the the a dynamic he brings to each role. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, his catalog I isn't mean, that you know profound. Not that, opinion. yeah, not that profound. Yeah, but it's it's decent enough. He's in my top five. Look, we said Will Smith can't play a Denzel role, but could Denzel have played Hitch? Could he have pulled off Hitch, oh. the love girl? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> That's the no. one role. He can- 
No, I don't think it had to be something different. No, it would yeah. have to be maybe his younger years. Yes. Yeah. Younger years, Cause, yeah. Because Will Smith did that when he was like his 20s, 30s. He was still young. 30s, yeah. But I don't think it would have been as good as a film without Will Smith. Mm-hmm. I think it was designed for him. But but yeah, that's funny. I'm glad you mentioned that because it was like, oh, can we can Diz, Diz, Will Smith can play Denzel Rose? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. And <laughs> it. That would be so funny. Ah, 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 ah. My brother. My, My brother. brother. You, you think you can't dance, brother? You telling me right now you can't dance? <laughs> I would imagine him doing that. Oh, my stars, man. Oh, my Lanta. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is is just, uh, as you said, a top 10 Denzel film. One of the most quoted ones. Always is going to be remembered um, for the quotability and just the acting that he put together. Um, Well, that wraps it up for today. I'm your host, Wanda Burns, on my counterpart, Savon Morris. This has been Full Scope. See you later.